the Todd Stansbury Podcast from RamblinWreck.com. This is the official podcast of Georgia Tech Athletic Director Todd Stansbury as he gives you an inside look at what's happening around Yellow Jacket Athletics. Now, alongside Tech Athletic Director Todd Stansbury, here's the voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome in. We're glad you found us once again. It is the Toddcast here from Georgia Tech Athletics, episode number 14. Can you believe, Todd, our Toddcast about to graduate from middle school? Wow, can't believe it. I know. And not only is it a Toddcast, but it is a game week Toddcast, which means we've got a lot of ground to cover. Before we do that, though, we want to make sure you like, you listen, you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you drop us a comment, leave us a line. We invite your questions as always. This is a Toddcast of the people. You can do so on Twitter with the hashtag Toddcast. I'm at Andy Demetra. He, of course, is at GT Todd Stansberry. Off-season is a figure of speech I've come to learn in the world of athletic directors. Let me see if I have this straight. Since last April, Todd, you unveiled the new Tech Gold. You finished up the new football locker rooms, had the Adidas uniform rollout, new video board installation outside Callaway Plaza, a refresh of the signage here inside the Ed Center lobby. Have you had a busier spring and summer as an athletic director, short of having to construct a new stadium than what you've had this year? You know, I knew we were running as fast as we could, but um, when you really look at all the things over the last really probably 18 months that that, um, my team's been able to pull off, it is – it is fast and furious, and um, you know, as I've told a lot of people, I've you know I've been here what 18, 19 months, and I feel like I'm three years behind. But I think that um, we've definitely uh, moved the needle in a number of different areas. If I were to give you the date, September sixth, nineteen eighty, would that hold any significance to you? Is that? Uh, 1980 September 6th well it was my freshman year um, but you'll have to uh, fill in the blanks that was your season opener your freshman year at Georgia Tech when you took on Alabama now you probably remember the 1981 season opener in Tuscaloosa but September 6th 1980 I looked that up your very first game your season opener as a freshman at Georgia Tech now that I've jogged your memory any other recollections of that yeah I didn't play (laughs) That's why I do remember the ne- the next year was actually uh, the first time I got to play, and it was at Legion Field, and of course um, we beat Alabama with the bear on the sideline. So it wow. was a pretty cool, uh, you know, it was a it was a pretty cool introduction for me, especially coming from Canada where um, I was used to playing in you know front of you know a group of forty parents and girlfriends. So. Yeah, that was a pretty significant day. Any vivid individual memories from that day, your sophomore year, taking on the Bear in Alabama? Well, yeah, getting to about the third quarter and realizing, uh, you know, holy smokes, this is Alabama and there's the Bear. But, uh, you know, when you're in the moment, you're just playing. And I just remember being on the sideline, you know, fairly late in the game and finally coming to the realization that, you know, this is, you know, for a kid from – Oakville, Ontario, uh, that was a pretty big deal. Well, you had a lasting memory in that season opener. We hope to create a lot of lasting memories for Georgia Tech fans this Saturday when the 2018 season begins. Georgia Tech taking on Alcorn State, and we're dedicating this podcast to a lot of the game day and fan experience changes 
that our fans will see when they step on the flats this Saturday for the 1234 kickoff. Got a lot of things that we want to tackle. Let's first talk about the season ticket holders. Membership has its perks, as we know. And one of the perks of being a season ticket holder this year is that you get to order your new Georgia Tech Gold Adidas short for being a season ticket holder. Had a great turnout so far. I believe more than 12,000 fans have already claimed their season ticket t-shirt. That number continues to climb. But we know some fans have also expressed some frustration at the lag time in getting their hands on their season ticket t-shirt. Can you address that and where we are on that? Sure. I, you know, obviously, I think when you're trying to get 20,000 shirts out in various sizes, we were probably, well, I know we, we were very ambitious and um, we're, uh, we had to push, uh, you know, our partners, um, both uh, Fanatics and Adidas and, and us, to, we all had to kind of figure out how we were going to do that in short order. Because, of course, our, our contract with Adidas um, really didn't start until uh, July 1. So we knew that um, we, were, we were being ambitious and Fortunately, uh, for a majority of folks, they were able to, you know, um, get their shirts and and unfortunately, there have been some bumps along the way. And so our main thing is that we want to make sure that we take care of all of our fans. And and so, um, you know, we've had a lot of uh, one on one conversations where our ticket operations people have have reached out to those that have indicated that they've had issues and some of them are code and you know there's a lot of infrastructure that goes on behind trying to do something like this and so we're just asking people if you've had a problem or you have a problem to get to send us an email at tickets um, at athletics.gatech.edu and we'll have somebody personally reach out to you and help make sure that um, that you get your T-shirts. And it's always not as fast a time frame as some fans want, but you know, once you get into the whole issue of retail and supply chain and what you need and how fast you need it by uh, the time frames of warehouses and the, the places they crank out these T-shirts, little different once you get on the inside well and it's you know it's that back office stuff of uh you know we're asking people to one produce shirts get them to the united states uh we're inventory and and distribute and all those types of things in like quick order um the good news is is i think uh georgia tech knows a lot about supply chain and so i think a lot of our people kind of understand the the complexity of what we're trying to do but at the same time you know we want to make sure that our fans have a great experience whenever they interact with us and we're definitely uh um you know want to uh help where we can and and uh, make make sure that uh our season ticket holders um, get the benefits that, that we've promised. I know you're excited to see a lot of fans with those T-shirts on this Saturday. And again, if you have any issues, tickets at athletics.gatech.edu. And uh, one of the personal sales reps would be more than happy to reach out to you. We also want to clear up some things on the clear bag policy, which will take effect for the first time at Bobby Dodd Stadium this upcoming season. They've made some modifications to the clear bag policy to address some concerns for fans. And let's just sort of tackle these one by one, Todd. Bag valets. Let's say you have a bag that doesn't meet the standards of the clear bag policy. 
what can you do? We'll have two uh, valets, uh, one on the south side uh, gates, one on the north side gates, where you'll be able to check your bag. Uh, you know, as much as we try to get the word out and let people know that we were going to clear bag, we know that there may be some that that um, show up, and and we want to make sure that we can we can take care of them and get them in the stadium, and and um, and, and so we've got uh, bag bag valets uh, uh, in uh, locations on both sides, both ends of the stadium. If you're trying to bring in a chair back with a zipper, is that allowed? Or is it not allowed? Yeah, it, it is allowed. I mean, um, and and I, you know, a lot of these modifications have been made because our, our fans have asked questions about uh, what do these um, what do these new policies mean, and and the the question came up of. Um, you know uh, the seat cushions that have a zipper, and so basically, if the zipper is there so that you can basically to hold the cushion and not a compartment or uh, uh, something of that nature, so zippers on seat cushions are allowed. Water bottles. Twelve thirty kickoff. Uh, Atlanta is not quite the same climate as Yellowknife in the Yukon Territory. And so it might be a little steamy, but we invite fans to bring in water bottles to help with their hydration for game day. But there are some, some I wouldn't say restrictions, but just certain rules that you have to abide by as far as what type of water bottle that you can bring in. Explain that for everybody. Okay, so uh, basically empty in plastic, um, you're going to be allowed to get in. And of course, this is all along the line, you know, all kind of goes back to security and getting people in the in the stadium as quickly as possible. And what we're trying to do is make it so that uh, we're not spending a lot of time inspecting a lot of um, uh, whether it's bags, bottles, all those types of things. So um, in hearing our fans, um, one of the things that we wanted to do is make sure that um, they could get water and 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 um so plastic and empty there is no real restriction on the size as long as you keep it within reason correct yeah i mean we're we're, we're gonna use the a reasonableness reasonableness test because you know somebody will try to come in with a big culligan water cooler that they're towing on their shoulder we're not at that's maybe not the size that you were, we're thinking but you know yeah. anything that's a reasonable size has to be classic and empty that's what we yeah and and that would work just fine yeah uh, and also there are 12 brand new water bottle filling stations located throughout the stadium and the season take a holder water bottles they're permitted of course and we want that to serve as an example of the types of bottles that are permitted so if you're going to bobby dodd stadium you happen to catch somebody maybe wearing that season ticket holder t-shirt also toting that season ticket holder water bottle that's a great example of the type of water bottle that is permitted inside Bobby Dodd Stadium. Um, and then medical items. Obviously, we want to make sure that our fans, their their health and their safety is our top priorities when they come to Bobby Dodd Stadium. What are some, perhaps, exceptions to the clear bag policy in view of medically necessary items? Sure. If you have a medical item, there will be a supervisor um, at every gate that will personally inspect um, what you're bringing in and get you in with your medical items. Of course, we want our our fans to be safe. And all of these policies, unfortunately, are, are, um, are not new to this industry. And uh, while they're new for us, uh, 
And uh, it's, you know, I mean, obviously some of it is we want our lines to move fast, but the other part of this whole thing is, you know, safety and, and, um, and the policies that we've adopted associated with uh, clear bag are, are in play. We're, we're not the first to do this. They're in place throughout the SEC, I think, all but one school in the ACC, the NFL. And so um, it's not like we're just making this stuff up. We're, we're adhering to um, our, our security consultants and, and uh, what they're telling us that we need to do to to, to make our, our venues as safe as possible, but not be a burden on our fans. Yeah, so this is all coming at the recommendation of, like you said, the security consultants that have collaborated with you on best practices, best policies for the safety of home games. Most definitely, yes. So you're just asking for this first game. As we continue to learn and, and make the, the whole ingress and egress better, just to have some patience, and the best thing you can do just show up a few minutes early get there early that always helps it'll help with lines and obviously if everybody shows up 10 minutes before game time regardless of how many gates and wands and people that we have uh there will be lines and i i I think too a lot of this is coming after some of our experience with the united and and we really learned a lot from that um and so um you know, the I think the key is uh, one we want to keep those lines moving, and uh, and and if people come early, that will definitely be helpful. Got some new benefits to fans this year at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Let's talk about some in-venue discounts for season ticket holders, exclusive to season ticket holders. What they can expect on Saturday, Todd? Sure. So, twenty percent discount at concession stands that are labeled uh, Burdell's Bites. And uh, we got 20, 20 locations throughout the stadium. So you should be able to find uh, Burdell's Bites and, and use your 20% discount there. And then 25% discount at Barnes & Noble um, locations at Bobby Dodd Stadium. We'll have four locations in the stadium, uh, one in Callaway Plaza during uh, Rec Fest. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the discount is not available at the bookstore itself um, in Tech Square. So they, they're at the locations here at the stadium, and uh, that's a 25% discount. Okay, and this is for Saturday, 20% discount at the Burdell's Bites concession stands. You got 20 points of sale for that, 25% discount at the Barnes & Noble bookstore locations at Bobby Dodd Stadium, which includes the one in Callaway Plaza, during Wreckfest, which takes us to our next topic. You've been very big, and we talked about this on a previous podcast, about so-called turnkey tailgating, where fans who maybe want to ride MARTA to Midtown, who want to take an Uber or a Lyft here, that they still have the ability to participate in tailgating. The tailgate at Wreckfest is something that your team hatched that can help them still enjoy all the trappings of tailgating, but still come as they are. Yeah, one of the things uh, I think we learned um, in our experience hosting the United is that they had a lot of fans that were coming from, you know, using MARTA and... um, uh, and ride share and so we we wanted to be be able to offer those same opportunities for our fans that are inclined to do that and part of that was being able to offer a turnkey tailgate um, opportunity so on top of peter's park uh we're we're creating an opportunity where our um our fans that um don't have established tailgates or are using 
um, Rideshare or um, uh, uh, Marta uh, can just come. It's twenty five bucks. Um, food, uh, cash bar. There'll be music, entertainment. Um, and it's close proximity to Yellow Jacket Alley right there up on uh, the Peters parking debt. So it's, uh, it's an opportunity for uh, our alums and fans uh, that, that um, aren't going to take part in a traditional tailgate to still have a tailgate experience. Now you might not know somebody who is tailgating and gives you an opportunity to still participate in that. Well, and I think, and I think that's the thing. What we're trying to do is create opportunities, um, different types of opportunities um, for different types of fans. And it's it's uh, one 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 experience no longer fits all. You know, you have people that like sweets. You have other people that like being in the club, people in the bowl. Uh, you've got people that have been tailgating with their friends in the same place for 20 or 30 years. you got the RV experience. Um, what we're trying to do is, is make sure that we've got multiple types of experiences, uh, knowing that, uh, especially with some of our uh, younger alums, the millennials um, that are living in Midtown, one of the cool things that I'm finding is that a lot of our alumni um, – recent grads aren't even moving out of their apartments um they they live in midtown while they go to school here and they end up either getting jobs in uh midtown downtown or wherever and 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 don't change their location and we want to make sure that if they aren't uh that we want to make sure that they're still coming to games even though they've graduated so this is a way for us to you know provide a different type of experience um uh, for those that um, like the ta- the turnkey tailgate idea. Don't have to set up. Don't have to clean up either. Two nope. other benefits of the tailgate at RecFest. Space, by the way, still available for the Alcorn State game, $25 per person. That is at Peter's Parking Garage, right overlooking Yellow Jacket Alley, outside Callaway Plaza. And when you glimpse Callaway Plaza now in 2018, things will look a little different on the outside of the stadium. Another one of your... Uh, goals that have come to, to life this offseason well it's uh i really wanted to how do we um bring bring added energy to callaway uh not only on game day but uh every day but on game day specifically and so um when you come this year you're gonna see a very large video board where you used to see the um the football schedule a uh, static banner yeah, yeah the static banner is now been replaced by a uh by a video board where uh the idea is that on game day i want that place to be like Times square and that's um that that uh i think is a great enhancement to the experience yeah finally uh turned the lights on got that all functioning Earlier this month, you probably already saw the images of it on social media. Even so, doesn't do it justice. You got to come out and see it. My question is, Todd, how long will it be before we get a marriage proposal on that video board? <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some, some... enterprising tech fan I am... who feels very confident yeah. that she will say yes. Might want to take us up on that. What a great idea. I, I'm full and of I think it. now that you've put that out there, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we're not hearing from somebody soon. Well, love is in the air. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take some small credit in that. Now, uh, getting back to, to the stadium footprint itself, that's another thing that you've been big on is expanding that stadium footprint 
into Techwood Drive. What can fans see differently this year with regard to that stadium footprint? Well, you know, the you know, historic Grant Field uh, is, uh, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword being the oldest on-campus stadium in the country is that there's incredible history there. It's, in my mind, the Fenway Park of, of college football, but it is an older building. And so um, one of the things that I was looking at doing is how do we, how do we kind of you know, alleviate maybe some of the pinch points since that is a pretty tight footprint um, being right here in the um, the middle of uh, essentially Midtown. So what we're doing is we're expanding the footprint on the east side to encompass parts of Techwood Drive so we can get concessions out there and maybe alleviate some congestion and some of the pinch points. So um, what you're going to find is, is that... Uh, while we couldn't uh, blow out walls and expand the stadium, we've expanded the stadium footprint. And so you have something called Techwood Market, which will now be featured uh, into Techwood Drive. A lot of different food options that you can purchase during the game. You got some additional points of sale, like you said, that'll help alleviate those long lines. That's kind of the overarching goal of the expansion of the stadium footprint. Yeah, and actually, the interesting thing about all of this, uh, as far as uh, you know, more lines, more gates, expanded footprint. Uh, I guess two years ago. Um, there was a senior design project done by um, some IE students, and it really looked at the stadium and how to uh, alleviate some of those. So, while it's taken us some time, we're we're uh, you know trying to take on some of the concepts that they came up with, and so some of the things that you'll see this year is incorporating those, um, and we'll continue to you know look for ways to enhance the enhance the experience and and um make access easier and all those types of things knowing that um uh historic grant field is historic get there early and enjoy yourself right it's been a long time coming a long off season for uh football to finally be here uh some other things on the docket here on the podcast uh, the continued expansion of the adidas apparel for fans it continues to to reach the marketplace. I know some fans might not have seen as much or the variety of merchandise that perhaps they had imagined at this point. What can you tell them? Well, I, well first of all, that um, you know, while we all want it, uh, the rollout to be as quickly as possible, um, we're not in control of the supply chain at, of retail. And so one of the things that all of our fans can do is make sure that their favorite retailers know what they want because they will purchase uh, what they can sell. And so if if your local um, sports apparel retailer isn't carrying something that you would like to see, talk to the manager um, and let them know that Georgia Tech fans will purchase it if it's available. There'll be more and more stuff coming out. Of course, um, you know, a lot of apparel is is made a year in advance. And so we are in the process of, of getting more and more. But we, we have, um, uh, just because of when our contract started with Adidas, is they've got a much shorter time frame than what they would normally have. Once, um, you know, we're through this year and they get back onto kind of the normal um uh producing and and uh distributing schedule 
uh, which is usually um, a year in advance, uh, you'll see more and more stuff become available. Is there a limit to how much uh, an apparel provider can do before a contract officially takes place as far as prepping stuff for for the marketplace? Uh, they there is, but there's also there's the design aspect because uh, the designers are working on things years in advance, so um, they're not gonna. There's only so much they can do, uh, given the fact that um, the designers don't have the time, don't have the normal runway they would have, and so therefore it pinches everybody. And so once we get through this year, actually this fall, they're already designing and and um, preparing for next fall. And so we're, we'll be in the normal, um, uh, normal supply chain uh, calendar uh, coming up for next year. This year is going to be a little bit um, more of a, uh, you know, a, a, a uh, I'd say a slower rollout just because they didn't, they, they don't have the normal time. But I think the the great thing is is you know the fact that our jerseys sold out in like 48 hours and they had to and at the um, the bookstore they there was a run on all the new stuff like within the first week uh, really bodes well for us um, uh, future wise and it, I and I think it showed Adidas what our fans are hungry for and capable of uh, but the other aspect of that whole that um uh whole partnership is it's the retailers that have to realize that georgia tech people will buy georgia tech stuff so continue to show the demand and there will be that supply sooner than later most definitely awesome i thought you'd have some stroke with adidas and have them retail like your old replica jersey (laughs) with your number on it you couldn't pull that off uh actually i'm trying to think uh if we, if they were doing a twenty three, it probably would be Randy Rhino and not Todd. Oh, Stansbury. fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about the AI twenty twenty initiative. I know we discussed this in a previous podcast. Uh, so far, a strong start in your initiative to raise the one hundred and twenty five million dollars for the athletic department. Give us the update. Well, I first first project completed, which was the uh, football locker room, which and it is it's spectacular uh state of the art uh i think the coolest thing about the project other than the fact is uh, i i think that um uh it was even better than advertised as far as the final product but uh every contractor that was engaged in that project was uh a georgia tech alum including uh and in, in, including uh four former football players which i think was uh was a pretty uh i mean there's no other program you can't get that anywhere else there's nowhere else that that's happening and then the fact that our student athletes um were uh helped design the lockers which are state-of-the-art nobody else in the country has them um and i know our lot the the um our locker partner was in well they were here friday because they they have they hadn't seen them uh, they hadn't seen the the final product oh, wow. installed, and were really really excited because of the the technology that went into these lockers and and um, their state of the art. And because of our 
commitment to innovation and being uh, a little different, they were actually able to to try some things that they've been wanting to do, but nobody's been willing to do. And so um, uh, they're, they're very excited with how that came out. And so that's the first thing, first project that we've completed. Um, of course, uh, uh, we're 40 million, a little over 40 million on, on our way to the 125. Uh, we're probably within uh, a million or so of being able to get a shovel in the ground for um, both the uh, finishing of um, our baseball facility and the uh, men's and women's lock, uh, basketball locker room uh, projects. Um, so both of those projects are in the final lap of um, getting funding for. Uh, and then, um, of course, we have uh, uh, our our athletics uh, building itself, which really is the that that's the heavy lift and 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 really the uh, the uh, the signature hole of our complex. Uh, so I'm hoping that we'll we'll be in a position where we can uh, say that we've got it funded within the next 18 months, so that we can get the thing designed and a and a shovel in the ground probably in the next uh, 24 uh, 36 months people want to donate if they want more information simply on the athletics initiative where should they go well there's uh ramblinrec.com uh, backslash 2020 you'll see renderings you'll see kind of all the things that uh this we're raising money for because there is some scholarship uh there's something there for everybody you know 25 million of it is um is uh scholarship funds uh endowments uh there's also some uh uh the ad uh the ad initiative um is in um is in there as well so depending on where your interests lie we have some we have a place where you can help us and uh, you guys surpassed the 40 million mark just last week so positive momentum heading into this upcoming football season uh, let's close down the podcast on some of the sports that have already started this fall on the flats of course we got football coming up on saturday we'll get to them in a moment but how about volleyball great star for michelle Collier's team 4-0 opening weekend in their home tournament Yep, four and zero, and I think the uh, and really excited about that team. Uh, top four performers uh, last weekend were all freshmen, so I think it bodes well for the future. And um, uh, really excited uh, about where they're headed. And and of course, if you've never been to volleyball in O'Keefe Gym, it is uh, it's a pretty intense environment. Nobody wants to play us at home. And there's a reason for it. So uh, I, I would urge people to to come and, and watch and support that program because it's pretty exciting. And if you're in town early for the football game, they have two matches on Friday, noon versus South Alabama, 7 p.m. They'll take on Tulane. I can vouch for how cool it is to experience it for the first time because while it wasn't my first volleyball match, I took my seven-year-old daughter to the Abilene Christian match last Saturday and she absolutely loved it. Never been to a volleyball match before. Anybody that's got young daughters and they're looking for a sport that they might get um, intrigued by, you bring them to one of our volleyball games and they will be hooked because it is it is really a, just a, a great, fun experience. She was so tickled when the video board flashed Monster Kill 
Oh, she was rooting for monster kills the rest of the way, and she absolutely loved it. And, of course, football, uh, nothing brings together families and the generations quite like the experience of going to a football game. The season starts on Saturday. I know you visited uh, the team several times at the tail end of practices. What has you excited about this season ahead? You know, I I think – well, what has me excited is that Coach Johnson is excited and, you know, feels like they had a great camp. Um, limited injuries, because that's what you're always concerned about, um, is uh, not, you know, being at full strength by the time you open the season. I think great mix of experience uh, and youth. I think in the, you know, this week's too deep. We got 13 seniors and 12 freshmen. Some of those red shirts, not true freshmen, but. Uh, a good balanced team that um, I'm excited to get going because I know they're tired of playing each other and it'll be good to kind of – Get the, get the season kicked off. There will be a lot of reasons to get excited once Tomey's Leather, and certainly as we've discussed in this podcast before, Tomey's Leather as well. We'll see you out here at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Again, 12.30 is the kickoff. So many new things to soak in, experience, and enjoy. So make sure you come out early. Make sure you get through those gates early, and let's have a wonderful week one here on the Flats. And with that, we close down a wonderful episode number 14 of the Toddcast. Todd, we appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you like, you listen, and subscribe, folks. Leave us a comment when you do. Any questions for further Toddcast, submit it on Twitter with the hashtag Toddcast. For the Athletic Director, Todd Stansberry, I'm Andy Dementra. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. The Todd Stansberry Podcast is a presentation of RamblinWreck.com. Go Jackets! Go Jackets!